welcome to another episode of the Time for Some Action podcast. I am your host, Niles E., with my guy Mike, here to talk NFL free agency as well as the upcoming NFL draft. We're going to, we've got a mock draft uh, all set for you this evening and a little bit of baseball talk with the opening of uh, opening day taking place today. So we'll get all into all that. But first, uh, Mike, how's it going with you, sir? Hey, how's it going, man? I appreciate you having me uh, back for a, a third or fourth time. Can't remember. Maybe three, maybe four. Um, I appreciate you having me back, brother. Uh, let's get into it, huh? For sure. No, no problem, man. I'm always glad, glad to have you on. You definitely bring the hot takes when you come on, that's for sure. <laughs> Hopefully that's a good thing. <laughs> no, for sure. It, it definitely... Using the baseball theme, it definitely brings curveballs at times, especially when you uh, go at go at a couple uh, guys. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, but let's go ahead and get into it. Well, before we do, uh, so I mean, we both uh, and uh, we both know what we've been up to lately. But uh, you care to tell the uh, listeners what you've been up to lately, man? Hey, hey, I'll tell you one thing, man. Uh, this is the first podcast I've been out to out here in Texas, bro. Just moved out here to uh, old uh, North Texas. So um, we're just kind of uh, vibing with the weather. Um, got a little tornado warning last week, but uh, hey, we're all in one piece. Uh, let's just get right in, uh, to the NFL if you want to, brother. Let's get it. All right, cool. So, starting with free agency, uh, we'll get to the draft in just a second. My quick takes on free agency and with all the moves uh, being made so far with uh, some of the quarterbacks uh, shuffling places like the the Stafford golf trade, you could see that coming as soon as the Rams season ended. You can tell that uh, McVay wasn't happy with what he was getting out of golf. Uh, this the past uh, see the past two seasons really ever since they lost that Super Bowl to to the Patriots he's like I, I can't win with this guy so he definitely thought that he needed to get an upgrade I think they got it short term with Matthew Stafford but really what you're kind of looking at with the Rams is they're definitely on a clock right now Stafford might have a good uh, two to three years left in him, and then after that, that's pretty much it. And you kind of mortgaged all your picks into not only the Stafford move, the Jalen Ramsey move, all these moves that they've made in, in recent years to kind of get this team ready-made now that if they don't win a Super Bowl upcoming, it, it wasn't was it really worth it just to make the splash in, in L.A. as the it team in L.A. instead of the Chargers. Yeah, the um, the Jared Goff thing to me was kind of interesting. Um, like, obviously, the past couple seasons where Goff has been in L.A., um, you know, he hasn't been great, but he's been, you know, good enough to get them to a playoff and obviously get them to the Super Bowl years ago. Um I don't obviously think Jerry Goff's going to put you over the hump for any team that he's on. But um, good point you made, though. Uh, 
the Rams pretty much uh, mortgaged a bunch of a bunch of picks there to get Matthew Stafford. And a lot of people think, you know, I feel like, as far as I'm concerned, a lot of people, you know, are just very consistent with seeing Matthew Stafford as a um, uh, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, he was with the uh, the Detroit Lions um, for his whole career up until now. Um, but a lot of people, I feel like they take that for granted because Matthew Stafford has been in the league for what, like, you know, like 12 to, to 14 years now. Um, he's been a very, very good NFL quarterback, but a lot of people don't really get to see what he has to do because he's playing for a, a subpar team up there in Detroit. So now I feel like in the twilight of his career, um, he gets a, a real good chance to kind of come down to a team who's obviously been in the playoffs, um, lost uh, to the Packers last year. Uh, but now the Rams, I feel like, is a, good, a really good team for him to maybe build around and just kind of see what he has to do, what he has left in his last couple of years. But, I mean, this is Matthew Stafford's first chance uh, to actually make a playoff run in his whole career, really. Um, yeah. I think that one year in Detroit, they – I don't – Oh, I can't remember, but I think they either they either almost made the playoffs or made the playoffs as a wild card team. Or no, I think they lost to us, the Packers, the uh, the game to get to the playoffs. I don't think he's played in a playoff game. He might have. I don't think he has, but um, he might have. But now he really has a chance to kind of, you know, control a team that actually has a chance. And, you know, we'll see uh, how uh, – he really fares in what's, to be honest, it's a really, really, really tough NFC uh, West there. So. Yeah, and speaking of the NFC West, it kind of ties into what I was mentioning a moment ago with the quarterbacks. And uh, you got Russell Wilson looking to possibly make a move out of that division. Uh, and, well, you still have Kyle uh, – God, what's that? Sorry, Kyle. Exactly, yeah. It was, it was I was getting him and Russ mixed up for a second. I was going to say Kyle, uh, Kyler Wilson. Yeah. And they play, they play such a like. Uh, you know? <laughs> and, um, but yeah, uh, and you got them. You got who knows what's going on with Jimmy G in San Francisco, in San Francisco, especially yeah. after the recent trade uh, last week that we'll touch upon in the in the mock coming up. That this whole division is kind of up for grabs, really. When you when you look at it, is who's going to be able to put the, the pieces together at the end of the day to kind of be that uh, contender to go up against the the Buccaneers. Yeah, it's tough because in this division especially, you always just, you know, in the years past, you always just kind of uh, think, you know, the Seahawks are going to be up there. Um, with how Kyler Murray's playing, you know, the the Cardinals are an up-and-coming team, especially adding, you know, like J.J. Watt. They have, you know, Hopkins and stuff like that. Um but the uh, the thing I really want to 
well, the thing I'm really concerned about is how how much Russell uh, Wilson is actually involved in the team. Because, um, you know, I watch the Pat McAfee show every day on uh, YouTube TV or like, wherever you want to watch that. But um, a lot of people are saying, like, Russell Westbrook might be <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Russell Westbrook might not be, you know, with the, the Seahawks. So if they don't actually try and find a viable trade for him – or at some point, like, if they don't even find a trade for him, you know, how invested is he still in Seattle? Uh, I think just knowing Russell Westbrook – shit. I'm I'm in NBA mode too. Um, So just knowing, like, Russell Wilson as a player, I know he's a gamer. I know he'll play for whoever he plays for. But um, it's just kind of – just from the talks that you've heard, you know, like the rumors, like what have you, I mean, you can put truth to like whoever you want to play for. But I mean, like, uh, it's always different to where, you know, you want out, you want in, you hear rumors, you know, if he's with this, the Seahawks, how good is he going to play? How bad is he going to play? He definitely did uh, go high for um, – I think he was one of the top two, if not the first quarterback in sacks last year. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely to be considered for the Seahawks standpoint. Um, I know Matthew Stafford's in the division now. Uh, we finally get to see the third season of Kyler Murray. We'll see how he goes. Um, last season, he was pretty hit or miss. I feel like he was pretty streaky. He had a couple good games. He had a couple bad games. Uh, so we got Kyler Murray. We got Matthew Stafford. We got Ripley Wilson and whatever the fuck happens up there in uh, San Francisco. I mean, <laughs> you can tell me that Jimmy – well, I mean, the uh, the GM says Jimmy G is the quarterback for the year. But, I mean, I really think Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback for this year. And then he's going to groom whoever they draft as a quarterback uh, coming in. And then after this year, Jimmy G's, they'll just tell him to, you know, politely, you know, get the fuck out of the the Bay Area. But um, I still think it's going to come down to the Rams and the Seahawks. I don't see anything else other than that. Um, I mean, Matthew Stafford, elite quarterback, elite, um, big step up from Jerry Goff. I think Jared Goff is a good quarterback. He's not great. Um, as you saw in the, the season where they actually went to the Super Bowl and then he kind of went egg there. But, I mean, it kind of tells you he can get there, but he's not going to get you over the hump. So I think Matthew, uh, Matthew Stafford is a great addition to uh, the Rams. He's got, you know, like I said, maybe three, four years left in him. Um so I kind of really think, depending on the mindset of uh, Russell Wilson, we'll see how that goes. But I still think it's going to be the Seahawks and the Rams kind of battling out there uh, for the uh, the West there in the NFC. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And not to kind of belabor the point with um, – with uh, ragging on 
on old Jimmy G, but yeah, uh, with the second that they came out and said that, oh, he's the guy of our future, you don't uh, think he's he, he's not the guy of your future if you're trading up from where you were to the third spot to get a tight end or a left tackle or a wide receiver. You're tra- you're uh, trading up to get a quarterback, so they aren't confident in what they yeah. got there to be able to uh, take them to the next level. Now, Jimmy may, when he's healthy, be solid because obviously he got that team to the Super Bowl as well, and they were within one throw, essentially, of winning that game. But uh, as we say, if ifs and buts are candy and nuts. So that's where it goes with that guy. Oh, I'm sorry. And the um, the part that's really interesting to me uh, as far as like Jimmy G goes, um, like if Jimmy G hits that over the pass uh, touchdown to, well, I mean, like I'm not gonna say essentially won the Super Bowl, but I mean, like if he actually hits that touchdown and they score and like say, like you know, Casey doesn't come back or like whatever, I'm. I'm pretty curious to see what the what the take is on Jimmy G after that. Like, say the 49ers win the Super Bowl off of that pass, because that was a pretty, you know, it was a pass that was good for the taking. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, my guy Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have hit in it, but I'm, I'm just saying. Um, if, if Jimmy G hits that pass, they score a touchdown, they win the Super Bowl. I wonder if the rhetoric is still the same on Jimmy G. Because uh, I feel like a lot of the rhetoric has kind of come off to like, oh, well, you know, he can't hit the big pass when it, you know, like when it comes down to it and all that kind of stuff. So I wonder if a lot of this rhetoric is just like, okay, he missed one pass in his career. Okay, great. He was hurt a lot last year, high ankle sprain. That's a tough you know, a tough injury for a quarterback because you got to move, obviously. So, part of me wonders if uh, Jimmy G has a has had a a bad rap, or if you know he's just you know just had a un, unfortunate circumstance uh, off of that pass. But um, uh, beyond that, I still don't think he's going to be the quarterback. Well, he's going to be the quarterback this year, I think. 100%, but I don't know, going off of 2022, I feel like the, the 49ers are definitely going to move away from him. Um, so regardless of – I mean, we can get – like, we'll touch on that when we get into, like, the, the draft stuff. But I think uh, as far as this year is concerned, I think it's still the Rams and the, um, the Seahawks. I don't see any – I just don't see, like, any way – the 49ers are going to have a good defense this year. They, they're going to have a good-ass defense, obviously. Um, last year they had a, a, bad, a bad circumstance where they had a lot of uh, guys injured on the defensive uh, standpoint. But I still feel like it's going to come down to the, uh, the Rams and the Seahawks, to be honest with you. And, you know, like I said, it's going to come down to uh, Russell Wilson's uh, head space. Um, but I still think it will be uh, the Rams and the – the Ox. What do you think about that? No, I, I certainly agree with that. 
I, I see it as Rams and Seahawks until otherwise uh, is we see a, a, either a healthy San Francisco. If that's the case, then I could see them challenging. And even with the moves Arizona made, bringing J.J. Watt in and bringing in uh, – uh, they, they brought in a wide receiver as well to go alongside yeah. Nuke. Let me double-check and see who that is just a second. And – um, and just going off that, while you're um, checking that uh, standpoint, I really feel like the, um, the Cardinals really come down to like they have a great team. I mean, they have a good team. You know, like they, like you said, they added JJ Watt, that kind of stuff. Um, but I really feel like the the Cardinals come down to how good Kyler Murray can be, and. I feel like last year he was very streaky. I mean, to start the year, they were like 3-4-0, oh, like whatever they were. Um, but then coming down towards the middle of the season, Murray had a couple of really bad games. And I don't know if that was maybe more towards, you know, maybe their defense not, you know, like not stacking up or like whatever it was. But I feel like uh, McCallum Murray still – I feel like needs to grow into being a like an elite quarterback. He's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, but I feel like if he wants to take that next step, he really has to um, has to get a little bit better than he was last year for sure. Yeah, yeah. Part of it, I think, with him, there was some injury that they didn't really fully disclose. That I mean, there was a couple times that you see them playing, he was flexing his shoulder and you know and trust me shoulder injuries in football they are not fun I, I went through it and it's yeah. not fun at all but I, I I found it was AJ Green that's who I was thinking of he if he could find the fountain of youth because this isn't the AJ Green of five or six years ago these this is AJ Green yeah. the past couple seasons and he has definitely not produced uh, uh at the level that everybody was normally accustomed to. Well, the angle him. injury, too, like, like a pretty bad angle injury, too. Like, you know, you got to think about that as well. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So, wanted to – I know we mostly focused on the uh, NFC West. That was where a lot of the action has taken place so far this offseason. There's been a couple other moves and nothing that really – jumps out at me. You see that Tampa Bay, they've pretty much figured they're going to just run it back with everybody. I I was kind of surprised to see them do that. Football, you usually don't want to do that. That's the last thing you want to do is is have the same guys that were in there for the previous year because you're just basically asking them to duplicate what they did before when a football is definitely a grind and you probably need some new blood to kind of have that, to give them that def- that extra motivation. So that'll be an interesting yeah. strategy. Yeah, see. they literally re-signed uh, the whole um, – I'm not 100% certain, but I, from like what I've seen, they pretty much re-signed their whole roster. Yeah, they did, uh, with the exception yeah. of Antonio Brown so far. Everybody is back from from last year. Yeah, 
then with Drew Brees retiring, who knows what's going on with New Orleans, whether it's going to be a QB carousel between Jameis and, and um, the gimmick quarterback, I like to call him. Because I, I, I can't, I honestly can't see that guy, excuse me, and being a starting quarterback for a full NFL season. That in and of itself is pretty. If, like, just going off with the Saints standpoint, like, I don't know why, like, I really don't know why you would invest so much money into Taysom Hill being your starting quarterback where he can be utilized in a bunch of ways. I mean, just let – I don't know, man. Like, and this may be biased towards me, I would love to see Taysom Hill be a quarterback, like their starting quarterback, because, you know, I think he wouldn't even win them, like, 10 games. But um, let just let Jameis throw, huh? Like, what? Like just let him just, exactly. like, let's let the fucking guy air it out, huh? Like, he's got new eyes. He can see now. I mean, <laughs> like, why would you <laughs> – I don't understand why you invest so much money in in Taysom Hill, who, I mean, he, you know, he can do some kind of different kind of stuff, but I just don't see Taysom Hill being a franchise quarterback. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, let Jameis just fucking air that shit out. I mean, just let him throw. And, 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 and like maybe one season, okay, maybe he might not, you know, be Drew. Well, he's not going to be Drew Brees because Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, obviously, but I mean, just let in that offense, just let fucking James throw, man. I don't understand. Like use, well, for one, they shouldn't have signed Taysom Hill to that contract. That's a big ass contract for someone who's not really. You know, uh, a franchise quarterback, but I feel like you can use Taysom Hill in so many other ways if you just let just let fucking Jameis pitch it, man. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just me, just like you know, trying to lick some W's out of here. But I mean, I feel like Jameis can do a a lot more in the passing side of it than Taysom can ever do. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Oh, I make a valid point there. Yeah, I don't. That's why I called him the gimmick quarterback. I, I don't consider him a legit quarterback. Uh, personally, it's, you may catch a team off guard every once in a while with his style, but give him some film on that guy, and and they'll be able to shut shut him down. That's why you don't see uh, quarterbacks like him uh, that. And, and prevalent in the league is it's it's not something that's, that's why I think so. quarterbacks like well it's probably probably sacrilegious to say but like running passing quarterbacks like that I feel like they have a history in the league of not doing too well I mean people like I mean you know I'll take sure for saying this but I mean I don't think uh Lamar Jackson's going to ever win a Super Bowl or do what he's doing. I mean, of course, he'll win a maybe a playoff game here and there, but, I mean, I don't think 
I think the way the NFL is going is you got to score points. And I think the way it's going is you got to pass, man. You got to pass. Like you see people like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, people like that. I mean, they pass. Obviously, they're good. They're elite, honestly. Um, I just don't see hybrid quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson or, you know, per se, uh, Taysom Hill, because we're talking about the Saints now. But, like, hybrid quarterbacks like that, I just don't see that being a thing. It's almost like Taysom Hill is almost like he would be – well, he was, but, I mean, he's like an elite college quarterback. Like, in in college, you can fucking run for 200 yards a game and pass for 200 yards a game. Oh, my God, he's the number one pick in the draft. And then once they get to the NFL – I mean, you see it. Like, Lamar Jackson, great. He's fantastic. Won the MVP. Um, but, I mean, you've seen what the Ravens have done. I mean, they haven't – he can't lead them to even, a, like, an NFC title – sorry, like an AFC title game. So, I think the the NFL is just so pass-driven. I feel like the old-school type of, like, you know – like running and like the option and all that kind of bullshit. That's, you know, that's college, man. You got to pass. You got to pass. Yeah. 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 I think it's more so a, it's geared towards quarterbacks that are not necessarily fully run oriented, but you got to have some type of mobility with defenses now you can't be a statue back there unless you just have a rock-solid offensive line. And I'd probably say most of the teams in the league now don't. So if your quarterback isn't capable of moving somewhat, you're in trouble. And and you don't have to obviously be a guy that runs for 100 yards a game or something along those lines, but you do have to – and keep the defense honest, be able to move the pocket and manipulate the pocket and, and to be able to kind of help that passing game and, uh, by, and with this capability of throwing downfield as well. So it has to be, I think, a combination of those things where you see your guys like for the you know, example you brought Tom Brady, sure, but Tom Brady has a rock-solid offensive line in front of him. You see another guy, for example, a guy like Fitch Magic. This guy, he's a statue back there. He's good for maybe three or four games. Then he gets caught. Then everybody catches up with him, crushes him, and now he's on his how many team right now? Philip Rivers, another uh, statue back there where it's just no mobility. I, I guarantee you, Philip Rivers has the same uh, offensive line and talent that was in Tampa Bay. They probably would have been just as successful. He doesn't have the offensive line and talent, talented of uh, skill position players. Yeah. He's out of the league now, and, and the list goes on. You got to have some type of mobility or that rock solid line to be able to to survive in this league. That's for sure. Otherwise, you're looking at eating dirt. And then you got to be smart with the mobility. You can't just go off and run every single time. Ergo, you see what happened with RG3's career. 
he uh, had the capability of passing, but he ran a little too much, blows out his le- blows out his legs. Now he's uh, he's a uh, your typical backup all the time. So it, it's one of those things you got to be smart with it, where you got to um, find a healthy balance. That's why I admire Aaron Rodgers so much, is that he's capable of running all the time, but that's not necessarily his game. He uses that to supplement his passing game, to where running is a threat but it's not uh, what he does. He uses it to kind of help out uh, his passing game to yeah, and kind of like open up downfield. You know, I'm not trying to spend too much time, like you said, on this uh, this one division, but I remember back when I believe it was the Ravens versus Steelers. Um, I think it was that weird game that was on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, right, back then. I think last season, it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday, like a weird game where like COVID hit and they had to like play that game Wednesday, like have you. But um, it just seemed like uh, even though um, like Lamar Jackson had open receivers, it just always seems like he's trying to run a lot. And when you have open receivers, I mean, okay, great. It's fine if you run if it's like a third and like five and you, you know, like the pocket breaks down and all that kind of stuff. But it just always seems like uh, Lamar Jackson's always more pro run than pro pass. So I feel like in the long run and even maybe now, that's going to hurt him because it just seems like a lot of games Lamar Jackson's pro run versus pro pass. And I feel like to win a lot of games in this NFL thing, of course, you got to have a little bit of both, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But I feel like you got to at least look for the open guy down the field. And I feel like sometimes, you know, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson just likes to run. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. I mean, you can get by on that in college. But in in, in the NFL, I mean – the defensive ends are just as fast as linebackers in college. So I feel like it's, you know. Exactly. Yep, for sure, for sure. All right, so touched upon the majority of the stories going on in free agency. Uh, one last thing I did want to uh, touch upon uh, before we jump into the, the mock draft, and our main topic of, of the evening is the trade with Carson Wentz going to Indy. Do you see that being a, a power move where if and Wentz and uh, Frank Reich uh, reconnecting from their Philly days and kind of be a resurgence for Wentz, or is the guy just not up to snuff and the Colts are basically trading uh, yeah, and, I think and hoping um... at this point? Man, I it, that is such a um, an interesting uh, deal. I feel like that's still you know fifty fifty, and I still feel like we really need to see a couple games from uh, Carson Wentz um, and like in the uniform to kind of see if that's like worth it. But I mean, I still like part of me feels like Wentz. You know, like I told you. Before, 
I'm not a big fan of quarterbacks that come out of not D1 schools. So uh, I don't – it's it's just so 50-50. I mean, like, Carson Wentz, I feel like he has it in him. It's just I feel like he just lost so much confidence with the Eagles when he was either hurt or, like, whatever he did, you know, playing hurt or, like, whatever he was doing down there. But – I just, man, I just don't. It's a big time for it's a big time for Indy because, see here, Indy um, has a fantastic defense, right? I mean, Indy has a really, really, really good defense, and I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be any better than Philip Rivers was. Because Philip Rivers is just a slinger. He's a gunslinger. He'll have, you know, four interceptions in the game, but sometimes he finds a way to win the game. Um, I don't know if Carson Rent, uh, Carson Wentz is going to be any better than Philip Rivers. I just don't – I don't see it personally. Um but I'm just not a big proponent of uh, of quarterbacks who are super good in uh, D1. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, you kind of scratched the surface of it. So let's don't, kind of don't draft jump into lens. this draft <laughs> now. This will be interesting to see. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that in just a second. So, I figure what we'll do is uh, now we can, it's your call. We can each go through our draft like one on one in terms of where you think this team will take, or we can uh, flip and flop. And uh, let's you, just go right in the draft. Go about I feel like that's a good, uh, a good, uh, a good way. All right, so first pick, obviously, I got Jags taking Trevor Lawrence. I haven't seen them give any signals that they're going to go with anyone else. That's the consensus number one pick. Me personally, uh, I've kind of tailed off watching too, too much college football, but what I've seen, this dude seems like he's the real deal for the most part. Kind of seemed a little outmatched in that um, against um, Ohio State in the in, in the college football playoff, but last year was kind of a weird season uh-huh. in general. So I'm not going to judge him too harsh on that. It's is going to suck because he really doesn't have anyone to throw to in Jacksonville, but uh, and for, but besides DJ Shark, so. Yeah, he's definitely gonna have some growing pains uh, to start with, but yeah, that's I, I think got the, um, the number one pick. I mean, I think the consensus overall has always been Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think that's pretty much consensus for the top of the board. Um, the one part I wanted to ask you about was uh, going Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields. Um, I think. From what I've heard, mm-hmm. you know, and this is just obviously what I've heard, um, I heard the the biggest reason why Zach Wilson jumped so far up 
over um, Justin Fields was because the offense that Justin Fields was in at Ohio State, um, they kind of limited him to, you know, doing certain stuff. And, like, Zach Wilson was just, oh, my God, BYU, just who the fuck are they playing? They're playing, you know, San Diego State. They're playing uh, San Jose State, potentially. Um, just all these, like, small schools, of course, it's going to pass for fucking 400 yards. But I feel like uh, Justin Fields has been really limited in the Ohio State offense to where they literally just had a couple plays that Justin Fields ran. And I feel like if their offense is more widespread, uh, per se, maybe like spreading out full wides, um, they had a great ass run. Well, they had like two or three great running backs there too at Iowa State this past year. Um, a lot of handoffs to uh, Teague and uh, mm-hmm. whoever the second guy was. Um, a lot of play actions, but I don't know, man. I feel like if you put Justin Fields into a, um, a pro style offense, I don't. <coughs> excuse me. I don't. I just feel like Justin Fields is better than Zach Wilson. I don't. I. Just from my uh, standpoint. No, oh, okay. no, I, I certainly get that. Uh, my head, uh, I mean, my heart says they should definitely take Justin Fields at this point and move forward. But for whatever reason, like the the draft Knicks, they love this Zach Wilson guy, and even Colin Cowherd, I listen to him every day. He doesn't get it. The guy, the dude, lost to all his big games that he was ever in. But it's just a height, weight, measurement thing with him where they're saying he looks like the prototypical quarterback. Well, Brian Leaf looked like the prototypical quarterback. You saw what happened there. There's tons of guys that look the part. Can you actually do it? But that's who I got on my mock for the second pick is Zach Wilson just because I'm not necessarily saying what I would do in these picks, I'm uh, basing uh, what I've selected so far off of what I think the team will do. And I yeah. think the Jets, I mean, they're going to go totally with Zach Wilson agreeable. second pick. Um, I feel like the – man, I feel like just based off of the competition, though, I mean, like, Zach Wilson, like, who the fuck is he playing against? Like, you know, he's not playing against, you know, a Big Ten exactly. team every single week. Like – they downgraded Justin Fields because he had one bad week against Indiana. He had three picks. Okay, great. But, I mean, like every single week, you're playing against a Big Ten opponent who's good, who's solid, who even though they might not win a lot of games, but the Big Ten just – I just feel like the Big Ten competition, Justin full is just way better than what – like, you switch the rules, right? Tell me Zach Wilson plays for, you know, like, Ohio State. You know, let's see how he plays against the Big Ten competition. And I would love to see how that goes. But, I mean, but, again, you know, that's college. Yeah. That's fine. But I guess if you put them into, like, a NFL, like, a, like, 
like an NFL offense to where, you know, you have an actual NFL offensive coordinator who's, you know, in the NFL, they know what they're doing. But I mean, it's, 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 it's tough, man. I'm a, I might be biased towards Justin Fields just a little bit. Um, I think he's just a man. I think he's a gamer. I think a lot of people said he didn't have character for uh, like Ohio State, but I feel like when it comes down to the NFL, they don't give a fuck what you did in college. Like, what can you do for me now, right? Yeah. Um, I'm still like mm-hmm. – I'm still – I'm still like it's still so fifty fifty, but I'm still Justin Fields over uh, uh, Zach Wilson. But again, if you really want to talk about if like the Jets, like whoever the Jets take, I mean, who are they going to trade Sam Darnold to? Or if they just you know uh, have Darnold for one year to kind of groom the quarterback, like you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me because like. Uh, uh, Darnold was such a high prospect coming out of college. So it's like you're gonna give up, like give up that that talent to to trade him, or I mean, I don't know, because I feel like the Jets' incompetencies weren't at their quarterback position necessarily. They were just a lot of other areas as well. So I feel like if you put like you know. Sam Darnold on like the Patriots. I mean, I think he's a lot better than what he was with the Jets. Because who the fuck was you know, you know, like who was protecting him first of all? So I feel like if you're gonna invest at the Jets at the what the two pick, right? Yeah, the two. So if you really, really, really yep. want to invest at a quarterback at two. You really got to try and trade Darnold for something that's, you know, something worth a fuck, I think. I don't know. Yeah, and that's kind of what my thought process was on that Zach Wilson selection is that they are probably going to trade Sam Darnold down the line, uh, whether it's leading up to the draft and during the draft or shortly thereafter. But yeah, they're both they both won't be there come training camp, I would imagine. So with that, my next uh, pick uh, for the third pick. Now this one is a kind of a toss up because I've heard teams, uh, some people saying that Mac Jones is the pick, and uh, I've heard uh, other names. I saw his uh, pro day and. <laughs> yesterday and looking at Bill Belichick's uh, reaction to some of that guy's throws where if Bill is like, nah, this ain't it, then Kyle Shanahan definitely has got, a, also, it's got an eye for quarterbacks and his cat got to be thinking this ain't it. I think that they're going to, if they're truly going to keep Jimmy G for one more year, then I hate to do this to you, uh, Mike, but I really think that they're going to go with Trey Lance at the third pick, and they'll just have him sit for a year and see what Jimmy G gives them this year and let Trey Lance kind of sit and learn and have Shanahan coach him up so that uh, the following year 
they can do whatever they need to to get rid of Jimmy G and hand the keys off to Trey Lance. That's what I think yeah, is going the, on um, with San yeah, Francisco in the third. If um, if the Jets take uh, Zach Wilson at two, uh, I feel like if the 49ers don't mm-hmm. take Justin Fields, I feel like that's kind of a, a – dis- I just feel like that's the, you know, fucked up for Justin Fields because – I don't – again, I don't like any – like quarterback, like I said, that's not played in D1. Um, I feel like if the Jets go to uh, Zach Lawrence uh, – sorry, uh, Zach Wilson, um, if the 49ers don't take Justin Fields, I feel like that's interesting because, I mean, how fa- how far would he fall then? You know, if the because I'm looking at the the four, uh, the Falcons are right after the 49ers. Um, that's Justin Fields' hometown team. Um, he's he's a Georgia guy. So if they don't, I mean, how far do you fall? You think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't have a landing spot for him there. At, at the four spot, sorry to say, they just uh, re-signed Matt, uh, Matty Ice to another extension. So money is tied up in the quarterback spot. So you got to figure they're going to try to get him even more weapons. You, you still got Julio there. You got Ridley. And everybody yeah. is saying that this tight end out of Florida is like the next big thing. So – I got the, the tight end, uh, Kyle Pitts, from Florida going there to kind of give them – give uh, Matt Ryan one more shot at trying to, yeah, to do something before I they see, do a complete rebuild out of Atlanta. The, the Niners don't pick field, I think he falls to the, um, the Panthers. Oh, well – I will get to the Panthers in just, just a sec. You kind just of saying. jumping ahead a little bit on that. <laughs> so with the fifth pick, I got Cincinnati. Now, there's a couple ways I think that this can go, honestly. They can draft a left tackle in Sewell to kind of shore up and protect Joe Burrow and make sure that they – that that uh, the investment of that number one overall pick stays healthy. But honestly, looking at that team and what they need, they need weapons. Like last year, it was if Joe Mixon wasn't doing anything for this team or T. Higgins, who they drafted last year, uh, it was nothing. We touched upon in the free agency portion of the show how A.J. Green wasn't giving them anything. This team needs weapons in the worst way. And I say get him his uh, running mate that he's yeah. uh, playing with at LSU. Get him Jamar Chase. And 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 they're, they're right back to uh, yeah. putting up huge I mean, numbers. Chase I makes sense. Jamar Chase um, with the fifth Chase pick. Chase makes sense. Um, it would be interesting to see if they could get an offensive lineman to just protect Burroughs because – I mean, if you watched last season, Burroughs was taking hits, man. 
he was just getting throttled left and right. Um, oh, yeah. If they can secure that in, like, free agency or, like, whatever they need to do, you know, that's fine. Um, if they do that, I think Jamar Chase is the great pick. Um, if they don't have a good offensive line, you know, for uh, Joe Burrows, I mean, ah, fuck. Oh, sorry, Joe Burrow. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, he took some vicious hits last year. Um, you got to secure a line for Joe Burrow because I, I think Joe Burrow's good. I think he's good, obviously. Um, but, oh, man, you got yeah. to secure him, though. It's the same thing with the Packers back in a couple of years ago. I mean, like – you know, yeah. Rodgers was, you know, passing left and right. But, I mean, if you can't even sustain Rodgers in the pocket, kind of the same thing for Burrow, right? I mean, if you can't sustain him in the pocket, it doesn't matter if, he, if he's throwing for fucking Randy Moss. I mean, you got to, you know, hold him in the pocket, though, you know? True, but... You got to get them weapons first. Like, that's the thing is you can protect them all. You can have a a good blindside protector, but if you aren't throwing to anybody, that offensive line can only hold up but so much before he's – So he lost A.J. Green too, obviously. That's the rationale for that. That's a big protector. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase, I feel like that's a great pick. If they think that's what they need to do, I mean, it's not a bad draft pick, uh, to be honest. I mean, that could be almost best available at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and considering that had he played this year, he easily would have been the number one wide receiver in the nation. It's like the guys from Alabama, they got a lot of the shine because Jamar sat out this uh, year because of COVID. But, yeah, it, the fact that he's still so highly thought of, even yeah. after sitting out I an mean, entire a, year. I mean, if really Jamar Chase is like there that. at the, what are the fifth? Yeah, the fifth pick. I mean, like, you might as well go after him because, I mean, you know, just another big offensive weapon. I mean, he's a he's an LSU guy, and, you know, LSU's been – you know, good for a wide receiver, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, moving on with Miami. Now, this pick is interesting because you can go a couple different directions here, I think. You can uh, try and get Tua some weapons if you think Tua is your guy. Or, which kind of played in the back of my head a little bit, you can say, you know what, maybe Tua isn't our guy. Maybe this is a place to get Justin Fields or maybe get crazy and get and bring Matt Jones in. Now, how crazy would that be? But I didn't go that route. I think that they need to see what they have in Tua and draft him some help because all they really have there uh, – Devontae Parker, they have no sort of running game, but this is there isn't a running back that I would take in the top uh, half of this draft at all. 
So uh, I say they get uh, some get them uh, yeah. familiar face um, from Alabama. I think a lot of people Jordan have Devontae Smith going there as well. Um, yeah. My only thing with yeah. Smith is is he another is he a Tavon Austin clone? Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, he's dynamic, mm-hmm. but. And I'm gonna rag on one of our coworkers here, Rayshon. Rayshon loved him some Tavon Austin when he got to Dallas, and then once he actually saw him play, get he wasn't so hyped about him. I'm just saying, take Tavon Austin, nice gimmick player, but is he really gonna be like your number one wide receiver on a team? And I see that in Jalen Waddle. With Smith, I don't see that myself. That's why I think that that Waddle goes above him. And uh, now, some t- I s- still have him going later on in the, here in the first round. We'll get to him, but for me, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I um, say with I think what, what you said before needs, that Waddle is probably fits. the most captivating part about the uh, the Dolphins is is Tua your your number one quarterback going forward, right? I mean. He was good, obviously, in you know, in the the few games he played. But are they going to invest in Tua long term? Like, is he like their number one? Because I feel like, as far as the NFL goes, like you know, your franchise is based off of a you know, like a quarterback, right? So, is Tua the guy they think he is, or mm. is he just? a good quarterback and you know he's just gonna be another Ryan Tannehill you know because you have to have that's the thing in the NFL you have to have a good quarterback right Right. I mean you're not gonna win with a bad quarterback so I feel like they have to know if Tua is gonna be their guy and I just I don't know I don't know if Tua is I don't know if two is a franchise quarterback. I don't know. I mean, I just don't. I just don't see, especially in that division with the uh, the Patriots doing what they've done, uh, signing those two like well, signing a lot of uh, free agents. Um, the Buffalo Bills are what they are. You know, you know what I mean like Josh Allen, great quarterback, fantastic quarterback actually. Um, I just don't know if Tua is the guy to potentially. Well, I think he'll be the, the the third best quarterback in that league. But I mean, I just don't see him being a franchise quarterback for you know per se six seven years for the Dolphins. You know, I just don't. I don't see it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll definitely be interesting to see if they, if they really, if it'll be telling on who they select. If they select a wide receiver, then they know that they're going to yeah. go all in onto it. If they go any other thing other than skill position, if they go lineman, if they go defense, then you know they aren't uh, truly sold on them, and that they're trying to 
basically have yeah. him as a game manager rather than a guy that's going to win them some games. So yeah, because that'll before, definitely be interesting uh, to see where they end up Watson actually going with, with all, like these allegations and stuff. I feel like Deshaun Watson was a um, was always a decent pick to go down there to Miami. So I don't know. I just don't. I mean, like you have, uh, of course, the the pages have Cam Newton. Okay, that's fine. Um, I just don't see anybody in that league being better than Josh Allen right now, as we stand. You know. Yeah, I mean, even honestly. It, no matter who you're drafting, you're, you're probably not going to have a better skill position and, and what they got going on in Buffalo. The, what you're basically building at this point is somebody that they can contend with. Right now, Miami yeah. does have a pretty solid defense, so they're pretty good, they're pretty set on that side of things. It's do they have the and are they yeah. able to? put up the points that Buffalo can can put up and this type of selection it yeah. could help and that's that the thing. to it. If I feel like we can do this mock draft uh, left their guy going you know, right and center but I feel like you're going to compete with with Buffalo no matter what right? So like do you think you almost got to think about it uh, it's going to be the, the Buffalo Bills uh, they're probably going to win the division um, and then you just got to think about either the Patriots or the Dolphins. And I don't, I don't know if like, I just, I'm just not sold on Tua being a, um, like a franchise quarterback that can compete with like a guy like Josh Allen. I just don't see it. I don't see that. But, um, yeah, I do feel like what you said though, I feel like Jalen Waddell, Hell of a weapon. Great weapon. I mean, he played with Devontae Smith, obviously. Um, I mean, Alabama's the, you know, the, they're the, uh, you know, they're the best team in, uh, in college football. So they're obviously going to, I feel like they obviously might go like one or two. So it just kind of seems like who, well, sorry, like not one or two, but I mean like one or two, either the Dolphins or Lions, but. It's just like I just don't I don't know if like I just don't think Tua is gonna be the savior for the Dolphins like they think he was when they drafted him. I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Because I feel like Bill Belichick has something worked in his brain where he's maybe not this year, but maybe next year he just finds a quarterback that can just be better than Tua. You know, it's just probably so. Yeah, you're yeah. probably right about yeah. that. But they got to work with the hand if they're dealt, pretty much, because I don't see them drafting a quarterback at, at this stage in here. Like, you, if you're drafting a quarterback. Yeah, You're definitely trading at this point they're pretty much like all in on the on Tua because obviously they got rid of Fish Magic. So I mean, if you're if you're the GM for the Dolphins and you're all in on Tua, 
then you got to go for a weapon. So, yeah, like you said, Devontae Smith or even uh, Jalen Waddell, it's got to be your pick, I guess. If you're all in on Tua, that's got to be your pick, one or the other. I mean, it's tough, man. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, man, Waddell missed so much time. But he's still good, though, too. Um, I just – I just want to see Devontae Smith have a, um, like an NFL body. Like I don't think, I don't think Devontae Smith has like an NFL body. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what I was touching upon a moment ago. Just that he's built like Tavon Austin. And you don't draft a Tavon Austin-sized dude within the top five, six picks in the NFL draft. I'm sorry, that may suck, but like he, he's Tavon Austin, Deshaun Jackson. Those guys, great wide receiver. Well, Deshaun, great wide receiver, but that's not what you spend the top pick on. You spend those on your Julio, Julio Jones, your prime in his prime AJ Green your uh what's the guy from um from um, uh Devontae from uh, from Green Bay yeah your uh what's the dude from Buffalo um Diggs those are your prototypical guys that you draft high yeah. like that and uh, not the and not the smaller like compact yeah. gimmick guys because like and you can be just, a, that's just the the cruel know, like part college, of things you know uh, player that wins the NFC, you know that wins the championship obviously but you know you remember Steve Slayton back in the day he was a hell of a player but you know they just don't convert to the NFL as well yeah I like Jalen Waddell I think uh, to the uh, the Dolphins. And but but you you gotta be all in on Tua though. If you pick Waddell, if you pick a receiver there, you, you gotta you gotta believe that Tua is gonna be your franchise quarterback. You know, Waddell, Waddell, I like Waddell there. Okay. All right, moving yeah. on. Moving on to Detroit, uh, I. I with them, I can see them going a couple of directions. You can draft some help for Jared Goff, especially seeing as how you've lost uh, Kenny Galladay. You're probably going to lose. I said, good Marvin fucking luck Jones. on that pick. Whatever uh, the Lions are going to do, it's not going to make them any better. They're still going to be that? the last place in the division. I mean, good fucking luck there. Like the Lions might be the worst pick in this draft because they're. <laughs> They're high, but they're not high mm-hmm. enough to like. I just don't. Jesus Christ! The Lions could draft fucking Aaron Rodgers, and they still wouldn't, you know, win a division. So. So with this one, I figured shore up the offensive line, get uh, get Goff protected at least, and that way you can at least. And consistently run it with DeAndre Swift, and hopefully you could slowly build build up the offense uh, starting uh, yeah. through there. Oh, so yeah. I got them going. Yeah, the that's, a, that's a great Oregon, pick. Uh, I mean, Tennessee. the Lions, so, I mean, Jesus Christ. The Lions, 
they got to protect the quarterback. I mean, that's just something they got to do. I mean, you, I just don't see if the Lions either pick – if they pick the – the reject from the first couple, uh, the first round. If like uh, the Dolphins go, like Waddell, and like the the Lions go, Devontae Smith, it makes no sense. I mean, okay, great, but who's like you have someone to throw to, but who's gonna protect like Goff? Goff needs Goff isn't a guy that's gonna run for a hundred yards game. So Goff. And that's exactly, exactly. And with the with the pass rush that's in that division specifically, not so much with Minnesota too much anymore. They've kind of tapered off with that. But with Green uh, Green Bay with the Smith brothers, with uh, Chicago with Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith and those guys there, yeah, that yeah, he's going to be running like when for the... his life. Who, in that division, like whoever the Lions play, they're not sure. – like, let's just be honest. They're not going to outscore them, right? So, I feel like they got to go more towards defense. And I, I like that play on uh, on Sewell. I think that's fine. That's fine for them. Um, yeah. I just don't see the – I mean, Jerry Goff is who he is, but you, you give Jerry Goff, you know – Devontae Adams, but if he's not protected, yeah, you got to go with Lyman. You just got to do it. I feel like you got to do it. <laughs> yep. So next, we're moving on to Carolina and the Panthers. They are we interesting because. Yeah. I've heard them going heavy, heavy, heavy into a quarterback. And even though they just signed, just signed Teddy Bridgewater uh, just last year to a pretty big contract at that, but no matter what you hear, it's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Even though they lost Curtis Samuel was a pretty nice weapon for him last year. Everything that, uh, that I've seen online and heard on chats and podcasts is that it's a quarterback. I was very, 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 especially in this instance here to take uh, Justin Fields uh, with, with the pick there, seeing as how he might fit with uh, Matt Rule's offense. But seeing as how they already have Teddy Bridgewater there, those are two completely different type of guys in terms of quarterback style. So I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball here and go. Uh, I think that this may be a spot unless uh, New England trades up and gets it. I think this is a spot where Mac Jones can uh, can get drafted. I, I, I used to live out in Carolina. I know how those fans are. They would love a Mac Jones there. They – I personally don't think you um, should go this I, high in the draft. You know what? I can certainly see this a, happening. So what do you think of that? I, You know what? Like Teddy Bridgewater, if you think – I just don't think he's a bad quarterback. I mean, he does what he does, right? But I don't – I don't know about Mac Jones, man. That guy's got – like his body type is just like mine. And – 
God, if I could swing the ball, I'd be like it, like an NFL quarterback. If you saw his picture after the, uh, you know, the national energy game, you know, he's not, you know, he's not rock solid. But I mean, I don't. Is Teddy Bridgewater that bad? You think? Or is he... no, I, I, I don't think he's that bad. But what I think it is is that the new coach, new coach slash GM, he wants to, like, have his own guy, like, youngster yeah. come up with him. Every every coach wants their own quarterback that they say that they drafted and basically groomed through the process, and I think that's what this guy wants. It wasn't that Teddy played bad. I mean, last year – a big part of Carolina's problem was McCaffrey was hurt for a good chunk yeah. of the season, and Teddy was keeping them in those in a lot of those games, honestly. But it, so it, it's just that that team as a whole, honestly, is just is weird, and they need to kind of scrap some things that they had been doing and start fresh, but. And they don't want to start too fresh because they, in this instance, they I'd say they draft Justin Fields, but I, I think they see him more as a little bit more of a product, whereas Mac Jones, they see the pedigree at, with um, at, at, with Alabama. They're like, all right, we can plug this guy in. He'll pick up the offense pretty quick, and he can uh, do some good things with us. But what they're going to do with Teddy I and all that they, money that they've I mean, got Teddy for, Bridgewater, that's I think another story altogether. I think he's fine. I mean, just going by, you know, what I saw from him, I mean, he almost brought the Panthers to beat uh, the Packers back when that was like a Thursday night or a Monday night. Monday night, like whatever. Um, but I think I mean, I'm just not – I think Teddy Bridgewater is fine, you know? I think even, like, even if – I feel like what if the Panthers got whoever um, the Dolphins didn't pick at a six? If the Panthers – sorry, if the Dolphins go Jalen Wardell, like, what if the – the Panthers go to Monte Smith and get just another option for Teddy Bridgewater. Damn. I mean, I don't think any means. Yeah. Hey, to, to replace Curtis Samuel. No, I, I can certainly see that. He basically would be their replacement for, for um, Curtis Samuel, but I haven't seen them – in all the mock drafts that I've looked at, yeah. they don't have them taking anything but a quarterback. There's definitely going to be a quarterback there. I it's just depending it's, on who's left. That far so either. that's where, I'm, where my like, thought process is. Goes I'm like, that I, don't down to, uh, I don't see what, how uh, – To eight? Because, I mean, like, even – because, like, in the mock drafts I'm seeing, I see that the Panthers draft Trey Lance, which, I mean – I wouldn't even draft him until the third round, honestly. Not just. I mean, hey, let me know who Trey Lance okay, we know has your played against. Out here, so. <laughs> who's a reputable competition? Are they playing fucking Colgate? Are they playing like Harvard? Like, who the fuck is Trey Lance playing? 
Like he's not telling anybody. He's not telling anybody in who's reputable. But these guys, like, I, I just don't. Oh man, I'm just so I'm just so pro D one. I mean, okay, I get it. Okay, is he North Dakota or South Dakota? I don't even give a fuck what he is. North Dakota, South Dakota, whatever. If he's he's not playing anybody that is reputable competition, brother. I mean, this guy is playing fucking North Dakota, South Dakota. He's playing fucking. Is there an East Dakota? I don't know. He's he's playing these bullshit fucking schools, and he's racking up all these numbers, obviously, because he's playing bullshit schools. Like, what if Trey Lance <laughs> played for like LSU, right? What if Trey Lance played at LSU and he's literally playing every single fucking week? Great competition. I mean, I just don't know, man. I just don't. I'm telling you, man, this has been my standpoint from the first time we had this podcast when I was on there. I just don't – I don't trust – it's like uh, Carson Wentz. I don't trust D1AA quarterbacks. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if the Green Bay Packers needed a quarterback. I wouldn't trust Trey Lance. I would trust a lot of people. I would trust Mac Jones over Trey Lance, obviously. I mean, but I don't like who is Trey Lance playing, man? Who is he playing? God, Sunday league. He's playing a Sunday league team. So Mac Jones, okay, so I'm going to soapbox here. Mac Jones. Every single fucking week is playing an SEC defense who is probably pretty good. I mean, I don't give a fuck who's playing Vanderbilt or Ole Miss. Like, that's an SEC defense. That's a defense. Who's Trey Lance playing? Let me – hold on. Let me let me do some research here. Who uh, – Trey Lance. Let me see. Let me see who – oh, let me see who he's played. Let me see. So he's uh he's North Dakota State. Okay. That's a, okay. Let's see. Hold on. Yep. Let's see who the fuck North Dakota State plays. Let's see here. Alright. So we're going in the North Dakota State League. Like, they're playing fucking South Dakota State. I mean, who the fuck is Trey Lance playing again? Let's see. North Dakota State. The North, the North Dakota State Bison. God bless them. Let's see. Who, yeah. Yeah. Let's see, who, let's see what they got here. Right. I have no idea who the fuck they play, but they're the Bison. Bro, they're not playing the same teams that Mac Jones are playing. They're not playing the same teams that Big Ten, Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson. Okay, that's BYU, but, I mean, at least they played some good teams. Like, who the fuck is Trey Lance playing? Oh, I, I, 
I get your point, man. I get your point. Uh, I, 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 I hear you. But I, like, like I said, like, like I said at the beginning, this is who I'm thinking that the teams are going to take. Not who I would take, because if I, if I'm basing this off who I would take, there'd be a lot of picks that'd be different uh, on this board. That's for sure. But this is what uh, the so-called like professionals that you see on TV and everything who they're saying that these guys are picking and I'm basing uh, my info on that People who and going where these teams may the, go in these, in these scenarios here. Go suck a dick. I mean, there's no way. There is no way. There is no, there is no way Trey Lance so, is better than oh man. I mean, going. let's go. I, I mean, we can say people who've won the Heisman back in the day for the D1A. Eric Crouch back in the day. Played for Nebraska. Heisman Trophy winner. Played against the Big Ten every single uh, – that was the Big 12, sorry. Back in the day. Big 12 back then. I mean, it's fucking Trey Lance? Are you kidding me? We can't do it. You can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't. I cannot with if I was an NFL GM well, with a clear conscience. Now, I cannot draft Trey Lance over any quarterback who is D D one. I can't do it. I mean, Mac Jones has our body type, right? And this dude's slain for like five thousand yards. I can't do it. I can't do Trey Lance, man. I can't do it. That dude should be in, like, the third round. Okay, maybe the fucking – Jesus Christ. I'm, I mean, maybe the, the – fuck. Maybe the Packers draft him in the third round. We have three quarterbacks. We don't like Aaron Rodgers. We don't like Jordan Love. Let's draft Trey Lance. Fuck it. It's a very Packers thing to do. Very. Oh, uh, don't don't worry. We'll get we'll get to to your team. But next, we got my team, uh, the Denver Broncos. Now, Niles, you cannot draft Trey Lance. We done this show about a week ago. I definitely. No, 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 he's. Trey Lance, yeah, Trey Lance remember, he's eyes, already Trey, been drafted. can't do it. Trey Lance is chilling in San Francisco behind Jimmy G. You got to have it. You got to have it, Niles. No. Now, that's what I was had, – had this been a week or so ago, I would have said so. But picking that the moves that they've made in the offseason. Now, granted, I'm not the hugest Ronald Darby fan. I think he gets burnt uh, whenever he's out there. And but with them uh, adding uh, Kyle Fuller just recently, that's kind of changed my thought process on where they'll go in the draft. I can't see them drafting another corner to go on top of a Darby. Fuller and Bryce uh, uh, Bryce McCallahan. So 
in this instance, I've been hearing nothing but Micah Parsons. And I kind of agree with that there as well, that they that that's where they should go. They haven't had a real impact like linebacker in quite some time. I mean, Vaughn is like, he's a linebacker too, obviously, but he's more, you're a pass rushing specialist uh, type of linebacker. He's not a jack of all trades, whereas Parsons can do that and, and, and more. So I'm leaning towards that, but I'm throwing a curveball here. I, I, I've had enough of Drew Locke. He's had, ample time to show me oh, something Fields, you and you hey, kept beating the drum for Justin at, Fields. I say this I'm is where you go. I'm still looking at who uh, Trey Lance has played against. And it's, not, it's not ideal. Okay, we'll go back to what you said. Um, oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, man. I mean, how much do you believe in young Jeezy uh, Drew Locke? You know? He hasn't he hasn't shown enough at this point. You have some pretty solid weapons in Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant with a solid running game uh, now. No, Philip Lindsay isn't there anymore, but Melvin Gordon, and you weren't able to get it done, and you weren't able to stay healthy. And as they say, uh, some of the best ability is availability, and you aren't available. So it, it's it's that it's that time. If you if they're not making a move to get Deshaun, I say they need to get a new quarterback in there now. And there isn't any quarterbacks left in the free agent market to go get. Yeah, that that I if, see is a real worthy to push. If Justin Fields, Justin Fields goes deeper sure. than Trey Lance, then this whole draft is a fucking sham. Let me tell you. If Justin Fields, like there is no fucking way. If Justin Fields falls farther than Trey Lance, then you know. Like the Reverend Jesse Jackson said on SNL, the question's moot. There's no way that Justin Fields far as far, uh, falls farther than Trey Lance. I man, if Justin, if Trey Lance is drafted before Justin Fields, then oh my God, I just feel for Justin Fields because that's a travesty of fucking justice. It's a travesty. There's way. Well, I, I mean, it does show on here looking at the guy. And you being a great friend of mine, that Trey Lance is tailor made for Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers. I would, as much as, you know, if Justin Fields fall to you guys, then great, pick him. But I mean, if, if Justin Fields falls as far as nine, I, you know, the whole NFL draft is, you know, bullshit. It's bullshit. There's no way. Trey Lance versus Justin Fields? Put him up in a, a, a any day, pro day. Put him up in a day. 
Justin Fields would fucking run all over Trey Lance. Trust me. I I mean, I just don't. God damn it. I just don't. I just don't. Fucking Trey Lance. Jesus Christ. At number eight to the Panthers, I don't. Holy shit. If the Panthers draft Trey Lawrence, uh, sorry, Trey Lance, Jesus Christ, um, you might as well stick with Teddy Bridgewater, bro. I mean, there's no way that Trey Lance is better than him. Um, as far as the Broncos go, wow. If Justin Fields falls to you, you guys should take that, run with it, and then who, whoever the GM is, retire. I just don't see, like, how does Justin Fields fall to nine? I don't see that. Oh, my <laughs> God. I God damn it. I just don't – and, like, the way the NFL quarterback plays these days, you see uh, um, you see Russell Wilson uh, pass. He runs. He's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Um, you see a guy like uh, – like Lamar Jackson, run first. And if we're all being honest, he's run first, pass second. Uh, we all see who, like, where the Ravens have got. They've got nowhere. Uh, I just don't see it, man. Like, it's just, you got to get a passer. You got to get a passer. I don't fucking see Jesus Christ. That's gotten on my nerve, bro. Jesus. And maybe he might be the next fucking guy, but I mean, I just don't see it, man. Like <laughs> Lamar Jackson was my last hope of a run first, pass second quarterback. And you see how the Ravens have gone. I mean, okay, great. They made the playoffs. Fantastic. Do you want to just make the playoffs or do you want to actually make a run at a Super Bowl or like an AFC title? Okay. Those are two different things. You think fucking drafting Trey Lance is going to get you to, like, an AFC title? No. It's not. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe they're thinking they're going to bring back the same type second of magic round quarterback. that Cap did when, and when no his spent Great. All day. We'll take him. Whoever takes him in the second round, great quarterback. Not going to be a franchise quarterback. Never. I'm going to put it right here on the line. Right now. Not a franchise quarterback. Don't even sniff him. At, uh, you shouldn't sniff him. Can't do it. You just can't fucking do it. I mean, even like in the, in the NFC, you have Tom Brady – you have Aaron Rodgers, uh, those guys, <laughs> AFC. You know, you have Ben, still a good slinger. He can sling it around. Um, we got Patrick Mahomes. Even, God, as, God, as much as I shit on uh, Lamar Jackson, he's still better than he's still better than Trey Lance. Like, get him out of the first round. Get him out of here. Sorry, continue. First round. Not the first round. Just uh, 
I don't know who you guys pick at a nine. No, it's Just okay. Don't uh, pick so, Just for the love of fucking Christ, don't pick Trey Lance, please. And if the if the NFL GMs are as smart as I think they are, uh, Justin Fields will be picked already. So, so um, you gotta either pick Trey Lance or defense. And if you play Trey Lance, I mean, holy shit, he's just a different version of fucking Drew Locke. I mean, that's fine, great. Drew Locke's a great quarterback in college, fantastic. In the NFL. He can win you a couple games. He's not going to win you a division. You're playing against Patty Mahomes. You just can't fucking do it, man. You can't fucking do it. Just just pick Sertain. Just fucking do it. God damn it. (laughs) You guys have the best defense in the nation. So to kind of close the book, but you had a good offense. But your defense is what got you there. Thank you. Certain to the uh, the Broncos number nine. Continue. Sorry. Sorry. You just you just do it. You can't fucking pick Trey Lance. You can't do it. You can't. So, there's just no way. You can't do it. You can't do it. So, to kind of put a bow yeah, on sorry, this first part of the, the mock draft before we move on to some ba- baseball talk uh, real yeah. quick. You can't draft Trey Lance. No, you're draft Trey Lance. I, I told I don't you at the beginning of the show. I appreciate your I mean, It's just going to be the worst decision in the history of football decisions. I hope you think he's a good quarterback, but it's just not going to do it. You can't do it. Okay. Rant over. So. So the Cowboys, it's interesting. They could go a couple different directions here. I personally think they need to shore up the offensive line. That way, one, it protects their investment in Dak, and two, hopefully it gets Zeke back on track to what he was at some some point in time. But I could also see an argument being made that they don't have anybody on defense that can stop anybody. So go grab a corner, uh, considering uh, the corners that they have there are, are worthless. They're pass rushers. I'd say this would also be a good place to go get either the edge rusher from Miami or get Parsons from Penn State. But I just don't see them uh, getting uh, either one of those guys. Yeah. So if right now I have them getting the, the the tackle out of Northwestern, the Rashawn Slater, I think that that would be a good pick because Tyron Smith he keeps on getting hurt, and as you uh, a lineman of his size, a past your tenth year in the league, you aren't going to get better as you get older. So, you know, basically draft his uh, replacement right then and there. 
potentially save some money on that because when Dak's contract kicks in, you're going to yeah, need to start like that pick. pennies somewhere um, to be able to keep I this team together. As far so as the Cowboys go, going is shoring up they the obviously invested in Dak, right? So Slater would be the obvious pick. Um, like you said, the one for uh, Miami, the Jalen Phillips, uh, used to be a UCLA guy, so I'm very familiar with that guy. Um, he'd be a great fucking uh, defensive end or Lions, sorry. Um, but I feel like if you invest in Dak Prescott for your, you know, like your franchise quarterback, you got to go with the whole line. You got to do it at this point. Better. Exactly. All right. So. So we've knocked out the first 10 picks of the draft. We're going to come back next week and get another 10 picks down. And I got a a funny feeling that uh, your boy is going to come off the board fairly soon, uh, Devontae Smith. You ain't got to worry about him too much longer with what I got uh, in store there, Mike. So uh, hold on tight. He's going to have a team – uh, hooking them up pretty soon, but uh, and so you're uh, don't worry about that. I can't wait Dude, till uh, we'll draft him fairly soon. Like the last day of the draft, I think you might be a little surprised with where I have him going. Actually, this is fucking irrelevant. Sorry, terrible, terrible. <laughs> Shifting gears before we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Shifting gears before we get out of here. Uh, opening day happened today. Uh, Dodgers, <laughs> they fucking blew it in Colorado. Uh, good job, Justin Turner, not knowing a home run is a fucking home run. Cost Bellinger a home run at the beginning of the season. Nice way to start the season. I'm not worried about this yeah. team. They got a great pitching staff. Colorado has the typical weird shit that happens out in Colorado. So they're good there. I was a little surprised. Well, I can't say surprised. It it just goes to show that the Blue Jays are for real when they beat the Yankees. They took it. I wouldn't say took it too cold, but uh, the fact that they were able to get Garrett Cole out of there like midway through the game, fifth, sixth inning, he was already close to 100 pitches. That, that's a little crazy. So that'll be an interesting uh, matchup uh, as the season progresses. Yeah, so but, I think it's going to be uh, – um, Baseball, that's, opening that's day, thing, it's going to so be tough. How about it? I uh, mean, we literally went from a 60-day season day? to uh, a semi-spring training back to a full 162. So I still feel like, like with that being said – I still feel like it's going to be the, uh, the the usual suspects. I think the Yankees are going to win the um, the East. I feel like the Dodgers will win the West uh, for that division. Um, the Padres will put up a fight, obviously. Um, but the Braves are going to win their division. I think that's obvious. Um, I'm not trying to be too biased here. Angels have a good team this year. Uh, we just beat the uh, the White Sox uh, with their best pitcher. But 
I really feel like um, I really feel like the season's even not even gonna get going until the third or fourth mm. week because like we really had like we literally went from a sixty game season, which is a sprint, to spring training. Some people okay here and there. Um, now we're back to baseball. We're back to baseball here now, right? Um, we're back to a full season, 162 games. Let's go. Um, I think if I just want to just do the division winners, just offhand, uh, Braves, NL East, um, Central, like the Cardinals, um, uh, the Dodgers over the Padres in the the NL East. I'm sorry, West. Um, I like the Angels to win the AL West. Uh, Central, I like the Cardinal. Uh, sorry, the Cardinals. Um, the the AL West, I like the um, the White Sox. Oh wow! Um, and then the other division. Shit. Uh, yeah, Yankees. I feel like it, it's now. Nah, I feel like the like the Blue Jays the are right? the up and coming team. I feel like the Yankees are the. Or you think uh, the Blue the Jays team. might get them? So I feel like the Yankees can uh, upset them there. Well, well, it's not even upset, but I feel like the Yankees will get them there. Um, I feel like the Blue Jays could be in the uh, the running for a wild card. Um, I feel like the Astros are just so in shambles. I don't give a fuck what they do. Um, whenever the Astros come out here in Texas, whenever they come to the uh, uh, the Texas Rangers, I'll be there with a the trash can banging out there. Uh, I think the Astros can be worth a fuck. Uh, Angels, uh, AOS, we just won tonight against uh, Lucas Giolito. Uh, probably one of the top three Cy Young candidates. We beat him tonight. Um, so, yeah, let's fucking go. And I know we're going kind of late here on the podcast, but uh, I just want to just say one more thing. Uh, do not draft Trey Lance. One more thing. Yeah. You're a beat. Whoever drafts Trey Lance, they're, uh, they just want, like, it's like they just want to take a flyer. I mean, I could have drafted Eric Crouch back in 2005, but I mean, it just doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't draft Trey Lance, please. If you're a fan of a team who needs a quarterback, uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks available. Mac Jones, obviously. Uh, uh, Justin Fields, you know, obviously the one that's going to go first. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he has God on his side because he's a Christian. So, um, just don't fucking draft Trey Lance, man. It's the one thing I can So, if there's one thing to take away if from the draft podcast, Trey Lance, I would love to see you draft Trey Lance. <laughs> I hope because I'm a, I'm a fantastic friend of yours, obviously. Um, I really hope the the Denver Broncos don't draft Trey Lance. Um, I just think he's even worse than fucking Drew Locke is. But I mean, hey, 
if you draft uh, Trey Lance, and uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. Well, I don't see them going that route, but we shall see. We shall see. All right, Mike, like I said, it is pretty late. Uh, Fam is is kind of staring at me like a a zombie at this point. And I know, like you said, you're out of Texas, so it's definitely late out where you're at right now. So this is true, too. Uh, We will be back at this next week. We will hit you with part two of the mock draft. I'm sure some other stuff will come up by then. Uh, May have some baseball talk. Hopefully some better news with the Lakers. Uh, We'll dive into that a little bit next week, depending on how things go. If AD is back by then, hopefully, or they just start their their road trip. So for – uh, for my homeboy Don't Mike, this is Niles E signing off. Uh, y'all have a good night. <laughs>